0: Thank you very much for joining us today on Pod Sequentialism. You might notice that there's a slightly, mm, well, higher timbre, let's say, to the pitch of Matt Kennedy's voice. No, he cannot be here today. Alas, it's Kate Kelton filling in. And boy, have we got an episode for you today. <laughs> we have the most magnificent guest in, well, I think, pod sequentialism history. I'm going to call it. I'm going to say right here, right now. Mr. Chuck D is on the phone with us today. Hello, sir. How are you today?
1: Damn, I thought I was going to talk to Matt. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, Matt, would, Matt, Matt would have been fine too. I mean, but you know, I got Kate Kelton, so that, you know, hey. you know, could beat that, right?
0: <laughs>
1: I, like they used to say in hip hop, you know, you can't beat that with a baseball bat.
0: No, you can't. You can't. I gotta, <laughs> but
1: Matt would have Matt would have run with that. I think
0: I think so. I think I think uh, the 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 more the more that he he knows about you, the more that he shows off. But then, I do tend to trump him in knowledge about your art. <laughs> he did not know, right. for instance, that you went to art school. That that blew now, my mind.
1: I didn't go to art school. I went to Adelphi University, which is on Long Island, mm-hmm. and uh, and its graphic department, its art fine arts uh, department um ah. was renowned as the place to go and also get a university degree uh-huh. and its you know and it had an outstanding you know arts uh degree and um
0: and curriculum and department yeah so
1: that's where that came from i actually had a um i actually had a, a sort of like a semi scholarship to go to the institute of technology new York Institute of Technology. Uh, New York Tech, we Whoa. called it for short. But I didn't, didn't want to go in and take ar- Yeah, I didn't want to go take architecture. I went to a high school, which I was um, in architecture for three years—the tenth, eleventh, and twelfth grades that we have in the United States, with uh-huh. Canadian—and you know, and and in the twelfth grade uh, and the tenth grade as a sophomore, uh, the New York State—we uh, called it the New York State Architectural. Contest oh. where half of it was drafting, and the other half was rendering okay and and
0: by and, hand, uh, and this isn't, yeah, this isn't hand, on yeah. on computers yet yeah yeah,
1: and, yeah, it was all by hand, and it was oh, all wow. the drafting departments from all the high schools came out and competed. And, Holy, and many ex- schools came out. This many explains came out.
0: your drafting handwriting. I'm just going to interject really quickly. I was terrible <laughs> at drafting.
1: I was terrible. I was a you know, and I wanted to be a renderer. Yeah. And and tell <laughs> all the uh, all the audience that a renderer is basically somebody that looks at a blueprint and foresees what it's going to look like. In
0: three dimensions, right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Pop up the three dimensions. That's the the stuff that computers do, like, and people (laughs) take for granted. Especially millennials, they just think that, you know. You snap your fingers. Yeah, all this great stuff we got out out here that the computer could do 75% of the work, (laughs) that it's just always been here. And it's like, hmm. I'm like, Mm -hmm. we had to be able to look and be able to foresight and foreshadow what this is supposed to look like. So, I won honorable honorable um honorable mention as a 10th grader. Yeah. In a big contest across the state.
0: Come on. And
1: then I
0: What was it? What do you remember what your winning entry was?
1: Uh, you know what? That's a good question. I don't know what the f I drew.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it
1: was kind of dope. I and bet. And then the next year in the contest, I was like, you know, they, you know I was lauded as being the guy that's really going to do it this year yeah. as a junior.
0: No pressure, and no I got pressure.
1: I got oh, not a damn thing.
0: Oh, no. See, that's too much. And then I much. came
1: back as a senior my uh-huh. last year in high school, and I copped the honorable mention uh, again. Oh yes. So
0: <laughs>
2: after,
1: after being, you know, Landing as a, as a rendering student uh, winner in um, my 10th grade mm-hmm. and then also as a senior, then New York Tech was like, yo, come here to the school where the contest always takes place. Yeah. We, we got scholarship, partial scholarship for you. And I just didn't want to get into architecture with a person looking over your shoulder. Yeah, so yeah. I and I Adelphi.
0: Articling as hell. I mean, my, my father was an architect, and there was something to be said about the first few years. I got into UFT for architecture, and I didn't want to do it because it's just insane the amount of thankless, thankless, thankless hard work that you have to slog through paying your dues before you get anywhere. And
1: (laughs) and excuse my language, you can't fuck up ever. Ever. It's like it's like you know, it's like cutting cutting somebody's hair in the hood. Yeah. Barbers need to get like (laughs) awards because if you make a mistake mm. on a brother's head, mm-mm, man, mm-mm, up in the hood, mm-mm, especially mm-mm, if they're mm-mm. wearing something bigger than a short crop cut, like back in the day of Afro, mm, that was yeah. a major mistake. You yeah. might even get shot. Yeah, that's so, not
0: good. That's <laughs> not good at all. <laughs> but it's, I thought it was
1: the same thing in architecture. It's like mm. somebody's like, you know, you make one yeah, stretch be problem, mishap, miscue. Mm. Lives and depend the, on it. it. Right, right. And then you have a disaster that happened in the – in Kansas City at the Hyatt, mm. where the blueprint was, I mean, all the stress beam problems were slightly yep. off mathematically, and the whole balcony caved in.
0: And it's just and then a numbers. And everybody the
1: architectural firm. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's just a numbers thing. A plus sign instead of a minus sign. I mean, that always messed me up in calculus. I cannot even imagine having to speak to my engineers in a language that they can understand, which is perfectionism. Only perfectionism. Right. Yeah, the right. the um the artistic... Uh, Flair and 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 really like a pizzazz, sort of a, a gestural motion that I see in your artwork is is not. It would have been hemmed in criminally if you were if you were if you were to go down architecture's path. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you, what you say? I just would have been one of the what. One of the one of the many, just one of the ones. Huh? Well, you
0: know what, you 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 might have actually been more like a, a Frank Gehry or a, um, a yeah, well think, somebody yeah, who I did think... buildings that are liquid, that are more like a, a female figure oh, yeah. lying down or or something like that. I was always interested in that stuff, but I felt like I, I Gaudi already beat me to the punch in Barcelona. All those beautiful drippy buildings, right? <laughs> right. How
1: how could you make a, a a functional building that looks like doo-doo?
0: Exactly, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Now, listen, talking about insane buildings, though, I I thought
1: you were going to say, for listen, now I'm talking (laughs) about doo doo.
0: No. (laughs) Segue, but not that kind of (laughs) segue. We, uh, uh, we we just got you an Oakland Museum of California show. Now, I just had my first museum show, oh, good, 30 years into my exhibiting career. You're about to have your first museum show concurrently with your very first solo show. That's kind of unheard of. That's kind of insane, but definitely a testament to the fact that you've uh, built up your name for 30, 40 years as well. Hi. Hi. Um, but the architecture alone in some of these structures is why I want to get art into them. Is that uh, is that allowed? I think so. But how do you how yeah, do you feel about sense. that? How do you feel? That about, makes sense, right? Like there's yeah, it
1: makes sense because a lot of times these incredible buildings really kind of like if this you know imagine this, you have an incredible building they just got office rooms inside and they're talking mm-hmm. about you know. Domino sugar or something, some crap like that. I mean, but, you know, it it makes sense to have great art inside great design buildings.
0: Exactly, exactly. My mom walked through the National Gallery in Ottawa. We went to go see a Picasso exhibit there. She said that that's something really fundamentally Canadian about having this huge, massive, massive, useless structure. (laughs) It it was just an entrance hallway, really, but vaulted Mm. glass ceilings and... She just said, Canada, wow, you have so much space here.
2: <laughs> right, exactly. And,
1: things, things, you know, the whole, yeah. the, it, the whole place, the whole, well, north of, you know, um, Edmonton is, is a, a canvas.
0: Mm-hmm. And going back you know, to your it, school, when you went to Adelphi, some of those hallways that you painted in, I've seen some of the pictures that you've drawn of them. Were those vaulted, tall will, windows? I mean, did it feel like you were in a... In an environment that that lent itself to classical art and great art,
1: uh, the, the architecture of a building—you know—the building was Blodgett Hall, <laughs> and it had high, you know, ceilings. Mm-hmm. And you know, in the eighties, of a, a building that looked like it was built in the twenties or thirties, nice. was just considered an old building at that time. <laughs> right. So people didn't take the, you know, I mean, they didn't really look at a a building that was old and sort of beauty in an Mm. old building. And it wasn't wasn't until like the late 90s and when people would look at an older building and really polish it up back to its Mm. um, original beauty. So back when I went to school, it was like 78, 79 and 80. and, Mm. And you wish that the building would get upgraded, you know. Every time the the heater would be on, it would make sound. <laughs> right, right, you know, right. So, right, right. So, You're yeah, like this is a fucked up building, man. <laughs> but I guess you know it was a great place for art. And I guess if I went back to Blodgett now, it would be something where they kind of like you know really you know brought it up to speed instead and kept as original. You know, um, charm.
0: Sure, sure, sure. And traveling around all over the world, I'm sure we're clocking now 108 countries, something like that. Yes. Yeah. And I
1: pay attention on what I see and what I hear. I also pay attention to people's conversations, mm. and and I like to soak in their experiences. Yeah. And my eyes are always open, especially since I got LASIKs. So I will never ever take advantage of looking at something and not recording it in my mind yes yeah
0: you have this um instant total recall where there's an immediacy to your work you can get off stage and and immediately have these um resonant flashes come before your eyes and and you you, you're able to just translate that to the page that's pretty remarkable because hi most of society can't right so i think that's why i push you to keep doing it
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, I think um, my perspective is unique. You know, mm-hmm. you're right there in the middle of it, and so mm-hmm. you know, a cameraman can't get that close unless he's way in the back and exactly. got a zoom lens. But I'm actually recording it from the eye into the audience. And breathing. The drawback
0: it. is,
1: yeah, well, yeah, yeah, breathing it. And then the, the drawback is, you draw one mosh pit, you draw them, you draw them all. <laughs>
0: you see
1: one crowd, you draw it all. But I
0: don't know. Think about I, those France shows with the wheelchairs. I mean, you. Oh yeah yeah
1: well that was unique
0: tell them about that and,
1: and the temperature is always unique
0: you yes. know and the
1: smells are always unique but yes. usually a place is a place is a place and you gotta really like kind of like view the backdrop of it all like if you're in the stadium then mm-hmm. you're judging the, the upper deck and the empty or the full seats and the scoreboard and yep. all that stuff used for <laughs> sports or whatever if you're in uh doing a festival it's all flat so you're looking back at the end of at the end of um, what you can see, and um, it's just and, so crazy because it's the that.
0: other side, right? The audience is too busy staring at you; they don't see that.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, well, see, another thing is like um, being on the stage for like thirty years. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's like you 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 develop an Skill. ease of really understanding what you're looking about, yeah. and if you really know your songs really well, it all's second nature. So as you rec- as you're ac- actually out there. Spewing out your song through your mouth, and you're looking at all these things in your eyes. Mm-hmm. Your mind could be somewhere else,
0: yes. you know, because
1: you're a robot at that point.
0: Well, we, Matt and I talked uh, last last podcast about the fact that um, I went to go see you at the forum, and you have you must have been really good at that game as a kid, where you turned over the cards on a table to the memory i think it's called no um,
1: so you thought of three card money is, or something like that
0: where you you find the matching card and you flip it over oh and no i'm terrible, I'm ah, terrible. I'm but you're terrible you're good that. at the real life I version have of that i total
1: recall <laughs> on things that I concentrate and focus upon.
0: It. But other than
1: that, you know, I'm terrible at, at memorizing. Well, you were still know.
0: able to find us in the crowd and make sure we're okay once the mosh Oh yeah, well, I mean my <laughs> eyes are
1: open. I'm telling you, the joy is the is is the eyesight and the LASIK, so mm. I can you know look and focus and find and you know I don't think that goes into anything else other than slowing everything around you down and, and just concentrating on 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 what you want to do while you're up there. Yeah. You're pretty much doing the same thing every time you're getting up there so that becomes formulaic so you got to kind of like make yourself interested you got to do things that drive you to the end and you know it's it's one of those things you got to find inspiration like that
0: and talking about that talking about the sort of the deeper sides of of finding inspiration i know that um before prophets of rage became a reality your father passed away and I think that there's something to be said about my father passed away when I was young and and it certainly changed my life. And it certainly opened my eyes to seeing the view, seeing the world just in a very um, blinderless way. I'd almost call it Uh, very awake, very almost like a live wire. Right. And receptive. And that actually is a really ideal state to be in as an artist, because then you are really accepting the world into you and sort of churning it out, back out through your art form. Right. Um, and I know that you, did you, did you draw a lot to get through that?
1: Yeah, of course it was therapeutic and art is art. art, I mean, it's all art, you know, and and Mm. musically and Mm -hmm. word wise and poetry wise, (laughs) I guess that was the 30 year trip. But when my, my dad passed and then then this other thing that was there before I wrote poems or wrote songs, you know mm-hmm. seemed to you know find this place in my life again and um yeah. and it you know, I couldn't get far enough off the planet and I I had to go somewhere else, so I went within and that that was the that was the frontier that I felt that was uh, fortunate for me to get into,
0: yeah, and it's so it's so powerful that you're um you show no fear, no trepidation in going there. a lot of people I think in our society do just because they're taught as children to be artists, and then they're taught that uh-huh. they should leave that behind, right? And I think it's yeah, yeah. Mm, uh, we,
1: we maybe we have to look at you know uh, the the teaching of art. Is yeah. it it does it fall off mm. uh, at a certain point? Is it de-emphasized, and then all of a sudden, people or, who, yeah. who grew up starting out with the art and learning a a basic principle about the art and then it's stripped away from them. But when they get out of these schools or get to a certain age, then the art is just nothing but consumption after that. And people yeah. are consumed by the art. And I'm just not talking about, you know, going and buying a painting for six ninety nine in Ross that's been mm. scaled down. You know, <laughs> but I'm talking about, you know, like there's music, there's, there's all kinds of things that people want to enhance their... Life with, and I think the tragedy in the United States of America is that they 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 de-emphasize arts and mm-hmm. art programs, mm-hmm. but they increase tw- two thousandfold um, this whole fixation of, of sports in the sporting world. And yeah. and once upon a time, it used to be even. You know, you yeah. go to a, your school and and they give you as much art,
0: even in the and Olympics. Education. I didn't even know yeah. the Olympics had an art side to it for years. <laughs>
1: Right, exactly. And yeah. then, you know, and now, you know, now it's just like the wide world of sports but not for the beauty of sports, it's yeah. the commerce
0: and the competition. Of sport that has
1: taken over and yep. I think that that corruption has really, you know, has really dollar been dollar cancerous into our existence.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I think uh if I yeah, if there's a way that we could backtrack that it would just be so good for society because exactly there's so much therapy to, fa- to be found in art there's so much
1: um... well damn you know I mean you could study art and then mm-hmm. finally you know United States citizens can learn about the damn world
0: right. through right. art you
1: know because like, they kind of you know you find people like Duh, so that guy comes from Europe
0: you know in sports <laughs> and then
1: they're, they're, for the first time in their life they start to, to hone in all that's dirt Dirk Nowitzki, he's from Germany, you know, and all of a sudden they start putting a world map in their head based on their love of yeah, sport, you know yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hey. a fragmented, effed up <laughs> map, <laughs> you <makes> know.
0: <laughs> yeah, you
1: know, but art can also give you an understanding of of the bigger picture, the world around you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this is the advantages that somebody who has traveled the world, it's almost like I traveled to the world to catch up to the art that was already within me, that took me around the world. Exactly, and I, I,
0: growing up, I make the joke that um, that you met Flav in art school, and that you know your your career obviously went on the completely incorrect trajectory. And I'm just course correcting, <laughs> and obviously that's a complete jest. But uh, well, that
1: was that that was that was a I don't know, that was a rough draft of meeting Flav in art school because Flav never stepped into. Any class or any, he came up to the radio station, <laughs> and from the radio station, uh, that's where, you know, uh, it's that's hysterical. where he also uh, came from. Yeah, so.
0: Well, I, uh, uh, I, I remember when I, I had some photographs that I, I had shot for Flip magazine, but because it was for a magazine and for print, we, I wasn't allowed to put it on social media yet. And I, uh, I remember I DM'd you a couple of the photos on Twitter, and you drew me. And that's how this all started, because I accused you of being insanely greedy when it came to skill sets, really. Right, right. Um, And then uh, (laughs) we were off and running. And and Tom Morello speaks often about the fact that it took him a good year to convince you to be uh, in Prophets of Rage. And I rub it into his face constantly. That it only took me three months to convince you to exhibit your art. It artwork. really
1: only took. It only really took Tom two months because I was already <laughs> on the Prodigy tour, and I and yeah. the tour was over in November, December, and I and I actually engaged upon it uh, in January, in February, and February eighth, my father passed. So it was oh, only yeah. two or three months, also. So,
0: uh, so Tom said it took a year.
1: That means I totally ignored him <laughs> for like nine months, like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that would be difficult to ignore Tom.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, right. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, no. I think uh I think we're all pretty happy that you said yes. <laughs> I think my favorite story of all time though is when uh B Real speaks about the fact that there was a rumor that he was going to get the telephone call from Tom to join Profits and and it hadn't happened yet. And then I think it was Brad who called him and said something like, Did he did he call yet? And he just said, So it's real <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Yo, know, I...
1: man, I'm telling you that that's the that's the thing that kicked it over and made it real to me mm-hmm. because I mean I couldn't see myself stepping in those giant, you know, moon crater Zach De La Rocha's uh... shoes. And I brought DJ Lloyd along with me to create mm-hmm. another element. And then and then Tom nervously suggested to me with you know, you be open to another oh. MC and I was like, Yes. yes.
2: <laughs> then that's when it became real.
1: But then my fear was like be real wouldn't take the, the wouldn't take the gig, and
0: um,
1: I was just like I don't know I just hope that he That's wants to or you know, allow me to be a a second MC instead of in the lead. And he's chomping and just, at the uh, bit. Has, Please
0: call me, call me, call me. Oh yeah, yeah, right. And hearing that
1: story later on, I said this is this is gonna go. I mean. We've Amazing. had mutual respect and admiration back in the day. We worked together That's right. uh, on tour, many things. That's and, uh, right. It's got to be then, Tom's uh, dream
0: come true. I mean, he opened for you guys, right? You you yeah, guys took yeah, him on tour. You know, it's yeah, a full so, circle in a way for him. So,
1: yeah, it's organic.
0: Mm-hmm. And then, uh, mm-hmm. and,
1: and then also, I guess where this all comes into the art is that it inspires me. I've done a lot of art on prophets of rage, and it's inspiring that side. Uh-huh. And so, you know, that's it's... a that's a side of me that that you know is getting better and better, energetic about you know what is just a normal thing for me. But
0: yeah, and um... as you know,
1: as you know, uh, agent, you know, I you know it's it's a side of me, so I got to get further engaged into into that style and and develop that style. But you
0: you, you put this pressure on yourself. You're hilarious. Allow me to explain to the audience, please, the unbelievable prolific nature of how much you actually sketch. You put me to shame. You put any of the artists that I know to shame because you're a daily practitioner, and that, my friend, is exactly the sweet spot you want to be in. You don't ever want to back off of that. That is awesome.
1: (laughs) I don't know what you just said, so I'm going to take it as... (laughs) You know, I mean, but really, I don't. I think you know, you jump in the world of illustrators, and you're jumping in uh, into a rabbit hole where I think that my parachute has to be my style. If I'm, I want to float down on my style, as yep. opposed to like thinking that I'm going to soar to greater heights more than somebody who's. You know, some technical something 40 hours a day, sure, and, sure, it, sure. and it, it, it really is a beast. I, you know, I mean, you, you mad, talk about
0: mad urgency, exactly. You talk about the fact that um, uh, you're not good enough to be in your own uh, ad agency of, of artists, which I think is just adorable and humble, but um, incorrect.
1: <laughs> well, well, I, you know, I wouldn't say I'm not good enough, but I, I would say that. You know, another one of my passions is doing play-by-play play announcing for sports. And, mm-hmm. I, and somebody said, man, you're a natural. I said, I will be a natural if I, if I work on it a year. So right. my year is almost about up where I'm honing my skill, where I think I could be part of my <laughs> my graphic arts team, Mad Urgency, yes. which is like put together like the Bomb Squad did music for Public Enemy.
0: Yeah, tell me uh, tell me some of the, the people. I know that um, Andrew is yeah. amazing. Oh, my God. The oh. stuff that he's been doing on cardboard with just black and white oh, yeah. and scissors and knives is unreal.
1: Oh, yeah, there's a bunch. There's Amy Cinnamon. Cinnamon. Yep. There's Andy Katz, Yeah. incredible. There's Kevin Camardi. There's Darren Holton, who did the last Public Enemy album, Nothing That's is right. Quick in the Desert. Askum uh, who's we got all Montez over Petros your hip-hop from, history. From Billy. Yeah, and the the book we released is actually, you know, um, it's kind of like it stresses the artwork of the artist.
0: Medina uh, Corps And Andre
1: Davis, who used to be in The Source. You know, so it stresses yeah. the artwork from the artist as opposed to photographers.
0: It's so genius. Sudden, You've got to right, yes. Yeah, well, well, photographers just
1: think that they're artists just because they got a damn camera. I'm like,
0: I'm you know, in I the mean,
1: I, I, I'm not taking anything away from a photographer. But whenever I see somebody with a camera, I'm like saying, you know, an iPhone could do that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's about the eye. They, they look at me all True faced and like uh-huh. yo yo, but I know one thing: a photographer is definitely different from a graphic illustrator mm-hmm. who who can who can really put See a twist on the it. See into the
0: soul, yeah, yeah.
1: Right, and a and a photographer is got the crutch of his instrument and tool. And um,
2: Kahindi an Wiley,
0: yeah, Kahinda Wiley and and Amy Sherald just were unveiling their national portraits of the Obamas, and people made the right. the criticism that they were cartoon like, and and there was a, a Simpsons reference to Homer disappearing into the bushes. Why but,
1: people 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 who all we could do stick figures yeah, criticize
0: again this, this oh, they, sense they of don't, ownership, they don't right? The, the audience owns <laughs> they, they what don't.
1: they see. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they don't fucking matter. Artists, <laughs> one thing, artists subjective. <laughs> but you know what? To, to make art that that uh, uh, that I say a critical mass will look at and say, hmm, that's that's what you say is, is the next level up, and and it takes a lot. And people just judge what's put out mm. there. But I think the internet has been a wonderful device and tool for people who might have been like in their own space, lonely and un- under acknowledged. Now All they right. can just put. I mean, look. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm tell a everyone. big fan. Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of of the Internet because it's really opened up musicians and it's opened up, you know, um, for photographers uh, and also filmmakers and also graphic illustrators. Now, if you're on the Internet to start drama and beef and argue on there like love and hip hop and, and you're on the Internet, you know, because YouTube, and you got six million views because you farted in the tub and, and bust bubbles. It's like, you know, you just, you, you know, you, you're taking a screwdriver and you're only using it to open up bags of potato chips. Nice. It's like you're stupid, man. So I think the Internet is a wonderful tool for, for art. And, and music and and that's why you know I really enjoy these times.
0: Yeah, and it shows. I got to say there's uh there's something in 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 the work that I'm seeing that I'm framing up for the show right now that there's a joy to how you filter your vision through what you see. And and you've been political your whole career, but this this is separate from that almost that that, that it's a um it, I, I feel like this is the realm for you to be happy in. The art world will 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 give you a little bit. Of peace I hope and uh and and sanity that that maybe the rest of the world is trying to rip from you every uh every step you take right but the fact that you're um you're going to be in this this Oakland Museum of California show uh called Respect Hip Hop Wisdom and Style with Kehinde Wiley no less (laughs) um that'll be in March uh running through a August. And then um, there's going to be more shows coming up. Mr. Music Head in June, uh, Gallery Arteria in um, in New York at the Af- affordable art fair uh, at the end of March. And uh, and then there's a Fender um, a charity show as well that you you actually designed uh, the back of a fender, you drew a portrait of Tom Morello, so that should be uh, auctioned off for charity soon as well um, we're just going to wrap up here, but I want to thank you so much for coming on Pod Sequentialism today Chuck, I'm just so honored to uh, to, to rep, your, rep your artwork I believe in it like you wouldn't imagine, and I'm just so stoked that everyone else is going to get a chance to see it now too
1: yeah in a way this is like prophets of rage it's like you know I get the call I run the route Mm-hmm. I catch it, and then I step out of bounds. And uh, mm-hmm. I know you're not a sports aficionado, mm-hmm. but that, that, all the football fans out there know yeah. I <laughs> while Yeah. You, while you try to Google what everything I, know, I just right? said, you'll be rewinding what the
0: fuck did he say. Uh, uh. <laughs> it's like Latin to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, welcome to the United States of America. It's just right? like violence. It's, it's Sports is oh. apple pie, just like the violence.
0: Oh, Lord. And the
1: dumbass leadership.
0: yeah not not even going there not even going there
1: save it for the next
0: 30 seconds to go we'll just leave it right there and thank you so much good sir you've been on pod sequentialism today (laughs) have a good one everyone
2: Hello, this is Matt Kennedy from Pod Sequentialism on the Meltdown Podcast Network, and I'm here to talk to you today about Gallery 30 South, which is a new fine art gallery exhibition space in Pasadena, California. It's on Wilson Avenue at 30 South Wilson, and the exhibitions range from really interesting, focused, figurative narrative work to abstract expressionism, uh, installation art, and other very interesting things. The schedule thus far has included uh, Doss House and Francis Bean Cobain, and um, upcoming is Chuck D of Public Enemy in his very first art exhibition, but uh, also emerging talent that have high-concept pieces like Diana Georgie's show on using Instagram words that were pejorative in a new context. So we're always doing something interesting over there, and you can kind of find out about it by following at Gallery30South and by going to Gallery30South.com, and again, that's 30 rather than writing out the word Gallery30South. Tell him Matt Kennedy sent you.